What is going on, everybody? My name is Nico, and welcome to the Enter the Chat Gaming Podcast, the weekly gaming podcast where me and Rico here get together and talk all things video games. How we doing, Rico? We're, we're doing good, man. We're See, doing very good. Your freaking background, I can't take you seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoying life in the Bahamas, had to get out of uh, how to get out of the wintry wonderlands. Yeah, is that right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Well, like I said, we are a weekly gaming podcast where we are on podcast services as well as YouTube in a video format. We're talking about the Game Awards. We wanted to do this earlier. We wanted to do it earlier, but we had busy schedules. And then on top of busy schedules, we had internet issues because there were storms going through the area. So the internet was not cooperating. So today is the day that we're finally going to talk about it because it was not what i expected honestly okay first off before we get into any of the announcements the awards anything like that these this thing is too damn long <laughs> yeah like if it's gonna be that long it needs to be earlier but for, for us it was eight o'clock at night didn't get done to like sometime after 11 we were just both like drained after it it's just so long and there's so much filler in it and i'm just like i, I don't know i don't know I, it's it's just too much. They it's, they need to either like dial it down or like break it up somehow. Yeah, I don't know. But aside from that, I think before I think we should break it up. I think we should do awards first and then talk about the announcements because I'm sure we'll have more to say yeah. in regards to the announcements. So I have a list I'm, I brought up here. Yeah. It's on I think it's Push Square. I'll link it in the description below for everybody that wants to check it out um so first off we're going to talk about the player's choice which i'm not surprised by this one at all uh and that was halo infinite that i mean i don't think halo infinite's campaign made the cut like the deadline for it but the multiplayer i think allowed it to sneak in because the multiplayer released earlier and i wonder if they did that for the game awards or just to like take the wind out of the sails of call of duty and battlefield but i mean probably I think it could be a little of both, but ultimately they did win player's choice. And after playing the campaign, like I started it this week and oh, so good. It's, it's fantastic. Especially as someone who's never played Halo, like I'm invested, I'm, I'm going and I'm loving it. It's super fun. I was going to say you're invested, even though like you haven't really gone through any of like the lore build up up to this campaign yeah it's it, i'm enjoying every minute of it it's freaking good so and the multiplayer is it, it literally is the best first person shooter i've played this year uh obviously it's got some hiccups here and there in terms of progression and all that stuff but they're fixing it they're working on it so and with these the quickness that they're working on it i i can't complain um next up we'll cover you know the the blah 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 the the non-important ones the ones we don't really care you know best esports event league worlds best esports coach i, I don't even know kk k coma i don't know kim kim, kim jong Yun, i think is how it's pronounced i don't know I, I believe their username is k coma best esports team uh natus vincere best esports athlete uh simple best esports game league of legends i i'm not super surprised by that that's not a very strong category when you have something like league it's like it's not really up for debate yeah yeah, even though if you, unless you strictly follow, even though you don't see League too much, like in major news or anything, it, it, it's still big as hell. And most anticipated game was not a shock to me. I mean, there were some strong contenders in there, right? It was Elden Ring, it was Horizon Forbidden West, 
it was uh, God of War Ragnarok, you know, some big titles for next year, Breath of the Wild 2, and it was Elden Ring, second year in a row that's taken the cake, yeah. (laughs) Which I I don't know if that's ever happened before, but it is very impressive nonetheless. And I mean, I'm I'm not a Souls fan, and I'm excited for this game same like even though you got ga- got games like god of war ragnarok and horizon forbidden west forbidden west on here Elden ring it just looks so it looks so different from what we've had out of souls games that that just has me very interested same same um let's see this list here this one surprised me okay best indie debut and i i don't know this one caught this me off one guard to be happy <laughs> i it was 12 minutes Death's Door, uh, Kina. There was what else was there? Uh, was Inscription in there? I think it was Inscription uh, as well. Oh, so you're okay. So you're talking about best indie game in general because there's best indie game and then there's best debut indie game. But well, they Kina both they both, both won it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kina won both of it. And I'm like, it's like the debut one. I was the debut just, one. I'm not surprised of. I'm just so shocked. Out of the yeah, I mean. Once you play it, like the the combat isn't anything crazy, but it's more so just like the story and a little bit of a journey you go through uh, with all these like basically sort of helping all these different characters and the underlying message of dealing with loss and like moving on, finding peace, all that stuff. It it is actually very much enjoyable. I and vi- visually, it's just beautiful. I I was just so surprised off of the success of things like. 12 minutes and death's door like how like well received those were especially being on game pass and having more people access them i was just like wow that's uh that's something oh yeah like like i'm happy key one but i'm i'm certain like it was still very close especially with like 12 minutes and death's door <laughs> yeah i was just i was very surprised i assumed death's door would take it um Best content creator was Dream. We talked about that in our like breakdown video, and we both just said Dream because we didn't know anyone else and we heard of Dream's content. So it wasn't super <laughs> surprising that Dream took the cake. Uh, yeah. Best multiplayer game was It Takes Two. And that, that shocked me as well. That surprised me as well because like, I, when I was thinking multiplayer games, I'm thinking of stuff like, like massive multiplayer games or like stuff that's basically just more than two people so games like back for blood knockout city and uh monster rise new world stuff like that i i we thought we, it was gonna go to new world yeah i thought new world had a strong case for us but i can see why it takes two one <laughs> like yeah, it's, it i want to play the game more i hear well about it done... i want to play it but i i need the Same. co-op partner to play it you know hello <laughs> is it cross play <laughs> yeah i mm, i don't mm. It should be, I would think. I don't know. I would also think, but I don't know for certain. I'd have to check on that then. But, fighting game, we both agreed on this one when we talked about it, was Guilty Gear. Yeah, like, out of all the games that were in that category, like, Guilty... It was basically no competition. It was going to be Guilty Gear no matter what. It's usually a weak category unless something like Smash or Mortal Kombat comes out that year. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not the strongest category. Well, this year it wasn't. Sometimes you'll have, like, a few heavy hitters. The The closest one that would have came to it probably would have been uh, Demon Slayer, but that's not really, like, a f- true, like, fighting game. Not something you'll see, like, in, like, tournaments or uh, yeah. EVO or anything like that. Guilty Gear is, like, 
a tried and true fighting game. You're going to see it at tournaments for years to come and everything like that. So no surprise at that one. The next one kind of took me off guard. Best RPG was Tales of Arise. <clears throat> that one surprised me too, but then again, kind of figure, you know, the the one game like out of all these that neither of us have played or are familiar with is going to be the winner. So that probably tells us like these Tales games are probably much better than what we thought. I thought it would have gone to at least Cyberpunk. Like Scarlet Nexus was my I was win, wondering would have thought cyberpunk would have get it because we were talking about the you know the resurgence in the last podcast of cyberpunk and how people are starting to play it a whole lot more i figured cyberpunk might have taken it just because of that yeah same but it's like tales of rise just comes on nowhere and i guess it's a much it shows what we know it's a much better rpg than what was on that list and it's a strong list nonetheless best action adventure game was metroid dread doesn't really surprise me that game was so well received. It was what everybody wanted out of Metroid, obviously aside from Metroid Prime. But like as a side, you know, a three D side scrolling Metroid, like that's what people wanted. Yeah, pretty much, and very impressive win for Metroid Dread, considering what was going up against. I mean, you got Resident Evil Village, which was sort of like somewhat bringing back the action aspect of Resident Evil, but still keeping a nice balance of the horror. Psychonauts 2, which you've like sung its praise, it's about a, a whole lot. Um, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, even though like Ratchet and Clank game stories aren't that well done, it they're just fun as hell, like action games yes. to play with all the different gadgets and weapons you get to use. Mm -hmm. And Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, I actually <laughs> was in the middle of playing it before we started this, and it, it it's such a fun game. It's it's such a good game. I'm loving the story, the characters, all of it. It's it was just, I, I kind of had a feeling Metroid was going to go home with at least one of these things it was nominated for, and I'm just glad it got the recognition. Because, like, normally Dang. you don't see Nintendo games up there unless you get stuff like a Mario Odyssey or a Breath of the Wild. You know, it, it, you don't see a lot of Nintendo stuff being represented outside of, like, the best family game category. Right. Hopefully this sort of gives, like, a bit more of a kick in the ass to now we'll there's going to be more steam going into the development and finishing of Metroid 4. <laughs> um, Best action game. I was surprised by this. We thought it'd be Deathloop. It's Returnal. That one surprised me as well, honestly. Like, I, I, like, I don't know what happened. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I, I don't have words, honestly, for the situation. <laughs> Same. Like, don't get me wrong. Returnal is like, it is like a really great game. The whole like sci-fi horror like theme and aspect to it is really interesting and thought-provoking. Really throws your mind through a swivel. All these different like guns and encounters you go through and then trying to manage your runs. It's all really well done. Didn't quite think it beat out Deathloop though. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. It 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 just caught me so off guard. So, um, to be fair, a lot of these wins caught us off. Yes, that like. it is true. That is very true. Uh, best VR game, we said Resident Evil 4 because that was the only game that we had heard so much about on the list. And it did win. We were right on the yeah. money there. Yeah, it made the most sense. I was just hearing like a bunch, nothing but like positive things as soon as it came out, which is very good considering how like old of a game it is, but it still stays like very true to it for like a modern iteration of it even though it's not like super modern it's just basically like resident evil 4 but in vr yeah that's exactly how it feels and looks 
Uh, innovation and accessibility. I said it was going to be Forza Horizon 5, and you ended up agreeing with me after I came in with all of the information. And they even said some stuff during the Game Awards that I was unfamiliar with, like the fact that they're adding like a sign language interpreter for people that can't hear for the cutscenes and stuff. Like that's coming in a future update and like all that stuff. Like that's kind of crazy the amount of work that's going into accessibility. Yeah, I was, that I was gonna say like that alone. I don't think any like game has ever done something like that before i mean sure like majority pretty much all games have uh subtitles and stuff you can turn on but to have like actual sign language interpretation that's interesting yeah it's it's pretty cool i thought it was very interesting uh but that ended up winning and i'm glad that ended up winning that also won what was it the best uh sports game e yep but well let's see it won best sports game and it also won best audio design that yes, one kind of surprised me as well i'm not super when you play it and like the transition from driving on different terrains versus driving on water, you know, the uh, weather effects, the environment, the sounds of the vehicles, the radio stations that you listen to. Like it's it's if you play it, you understand a whole lot more why it won that. Right. I get it. like for me, I feel like it would have been between like originally between Returnal and Deathloop because Returnal's sound design is just so <laughs> well done for just about like sort of similar reasons to why Forza run. But, I mean, I guess in the end, Forza just did it better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, best community support. That was won by Final Fantasy fourteen Online, as well as Best Ongoing Game. And I thought Fortnite had Best Ongoing Game. Because it's Fortnite, Same. you know? It, it's Fortnite. It breaks the <laughs> internet, like, every other week. <laughs> yeah. They add something new, and the internet blows up. And I figured Fortnite would just be the clear winner. But I had a slight feeling with the, you know, how positive the community is in final fantasy 14 the new endwalker dlc came out like all of that stuff is being so well received so i i knew if it wasn't fortnite it was gonna be final fantasy i was gonna say i saw i've been seeing like as soon as the endwalker dlc came out queues to actually like get in to play it were in the thousands like people would be getting on and they'd be like q nine thousand or something like that mm -hmm. i will i will say i'll give like props to no man's sky for being in this category for being a game that was a huge letdown when it came out just because it was lacking a bunch of stuff that was originally promised to now being like an actually somewhat like beloved uh game with a cult falling now it, it, I, i'll give it props for that i agree i agree no man's sky has been just one of the best comeback stories of any game very true <laughs> um best mobile game Genshin Impact. I think that was it was kind of a weak category. I figured it'd be Genshin or it would be League of Legends Wild Rift. Yeah, and honestly, like when I took another look at a category, I think we picked like uh Pokemon Unite originally. But then after I thought about it some more, I'm just like, you know, Genshin's probably gonna win because Genshin, anytime they have like a new big event or drop a new character, it always ends up trending on Twitter every single time. Yeah, it's a very popular game, which is weird because it's such a gotcha game. But it is a very good we game. voted Pokemon Unite simply because we enjoyed it so much. But like I have not gone back to it and I've not heard great things from the community that are still playing it. Like they break the game every time something comes out. You know, it's just not in a good state. So it's not super surprising that one didn't win. What I think could have won had it come out early enough this year is Rocket League Sideswipe. I've been playing it nonstop. It's so fun. I am still gotta download it. absolutely addicted to it. It's so it's it's I didn't know how they were going to bring Rocket League to mobile because it'd just be like weird to control normal Rocket League. But I, I knew they were working on it. And then to see the 
the sideways kind of Rocket League perspective. It's so cool. It's way simpler than normal Rocket League, but there's still that level of depth and car control that you get. It, it's it's fantastic. I highly recommend picking it up. It's it's a great game. I'm gonna have to remember to download it. <laughs> um, where are we? Best indie game we already talked about. That was Kina. Games for Impact was Life of Strange True Colors. Which that one I can get like the life of Life of Strange games is like games that I know a lot of people can really relate to or really relate to like the stories they do. So that one doesn't surprise me a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, best performance was the one we were hoping for. It was Maggie yes. Robertson as Lady Demetrescu, and God bless it, I was so happy. It, it was the only right answer. Now, don't get me wrong. Jason E. Kelly and, oh, I'm sorry for butchering this, Oziyama Akaga, I know I butchered the hell out of that, loved both their performances as Colton Juliana and Deathloop, but to give a performance that awakens a mommy kink in everybody, (laughs) in every single man, woman, and child on the internet, that deserves some kind of award. Oh my god, it was yes i i agree there's no other way around it it's just god bless lady demetrescu um, <laughs> best score in music went to near replicant i've not played the near game so i can't really say anything to it now i do have it and i have like played it a bit but i haven't played it in a long time so like now i'm feeling like oh is do i need to die back in now and listen to them really focus on the music because Deathloop has great music that gives it that nice like 70s 80s feel to it which is sort of like the theme they go for marvel's guardians of the galaxy music yeah you got your obvious licensed music because you know it's guardians of the galaxy but then there's enough like original stuff that had me thinking i was like you know this is some good stuff i think this could honestly win but nope near just comes out of nowhere with i guess some real tear jerking stuff i guess um best art direction went to Deathloop. Which I think is good. It really did have a great art style. Good style with the comic book cutscenes and then the in-game art. It, it was really good. Best narrative went to Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which surprised me. But after I keep hearing you talk about it, it gets less and less surprising. It's it's, it's such a good story and narrative and really like... It, it, it it's more guardians greatness like i feel like i'm playing through like a guardians of the galaxy movie or series you really get in touch with a lot of these characters and the sort of like journey they're going on yeah you basically feel like you're one of the guardians when you're doing this because mm-hmm. there's the story that's going on and then there's also like the various narrative options you can choose that does affect how certain situations go go about so you you and a person could be playing Guardians of the Galaxy side by side, but you'll have different events that go in different ways depending on like what your narrative choices are. Which I, it it makes me, it makes me very curious. I enjoy it a lot, and it does sort of like give that itch of maybe wanting to do a second playthrough to try for a different outcome. I I need to pick it up. I should have picked it up yeah. on Black Friday while it was on sale, but should I didn't, have, and yeah, I, I I'm yeah, kicking myself for it. Uh, <laughs> best game direction, Deathloop. I think everybody kind of knew that was gonna happen. Yep. Just with <laughs> it was unique. Yeah, it's unique. That's all you can really say. <laughs> it's so <laughs> unique. Because like when it first came out, and like you sort of like listen to how it like plays and stuff, you you think it's a roguelike, but then you actually get into play it and everything, and you actually learn what the game's all about. It is far from being like just another roguelike type of game yeah it's the way they were able to have that story continue through each loop versus just resetting every time 
was so well done it was so unique the power-ups were super good being able to work to bring those stuff like your guns and your loadouts with you through each loop it was just a fantastic game all around yeah um i love it the big one the big one which caught us off guard it caught i'm pretty sure it caught everyone off guard game of the year game of the year is it takes two (laughs) it takes two wins game of the year beating out resident evil village psychonauts 2 metroid dread death loop and ratchet and clank rift apart hell i don't know how that happened i don't know if death loop was played that much to be honest i think that's what it comes down to maybe it's just it takes like i get it like it takes two like came out during the year so a lot more people have had chance to play it but it it seems like the biggest like underdog victory out of all these categories. <laughs> My thought is, okay, because Deathloop is mainly a PlayStation exclusive, all right? It's available on PC, I believe, on like Steam or something. Right. But I'm wondering just how many people didn't play it because they didn't have access to a PS5 and if that was the undoing for Deathloop's Game of the Year opportunity. It's very hard to say because I always forget, like with these uh, categories, if they're a hundred percent player voted or if there's an actual committee that votes with it as well. Yeah, it's I don't know. It caught me so off guard because we both were so dead certain in our predictions video that Deathloop was going to be the game of the year without question. Like, because this year, when I think of the big game, like the God of War, the Spider Man, it's Deathloop. Right, and I think like what it. To be fair, like from what I've seen on X Takes Two, like seeing all like the videos and stuff and the gameplay, it just looks like such an enjoyable time and such like an interesting way to portray like, you know how like divorce affects a family, not just like the actual people going through it, but then any like any other family that's a part of it. In other words, the daughter. So I think it comes down to like a lot of people one, just wanting like a fun cooperative game to play with like their spouses or friends and two just being able some people being able to relate to that type of story a lot yeah it was it's just it was so surprising i'm glad it won because it was such like a a niche interesting game and being that it won is just kind of crazy and it's it's kind of funny because we all before we used to talk about how like you know we weren't really getting like any big single player games anymore. And now we have like big booms of big triple a single player games coming out. Then it sort of came down to, we haven't had too many like, or like any in a long time, cooperative, big narrative driven games. And now we do with this and it wins game of the year this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that ends the conclusion to the awards. And it was, it was so, it was the thing with the awards I almost wish this is how they did it, okay? They just did the awards, right? And then they did the announcements. Like, make it two separate things. Yeah. Or at least, like, they gotta break it up, like, in some different way. Because I I get they tried to cut it down with uh, not doing, like, a big thing for every award. Some of them was just, like, uh, Jeff, like, on stage, and he would go through a quick, quick categories that one which i think is fine you know go ahead and keep doing that but they need to do like something else maybe like cut down on like some of like the performances maybe from the orchestras or like any of the extra stuff you have going on maybe like dial that stuff down a little bit because when it opened up that first song i was like jesus christ's first hour is about to be just this song (laughs) (laughs) but 
speaking of the announcements, we're going to go through the list of the announcements and talk about those as well because there was a lot. There was a lot. Yeah, what? And no, I, there's I definitely some s- things to talk about in regards to was, some of these. <laughs> I was going to say, with now there was like there were quite a few announcements that definitely interest me or got me like a little bit hyped up but i feel like the announcements prior this could be like through default of jeff maybe i feel like it was kind of overhyped i agree yeah like don't get me wrong there was some cool stuff shown and everything but i i think it was like through an interview that was posted on twitter where it was making it sound like we were going to have like a bunch of like Elden Ring like level like reveals or announcements and stuff like that. I would say the only one that came close was the Star Wars game, which we'll talk about here in a second. Yes. So first up on the list that I have on Polygon here is Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. We finally got gameplay for this. And I have some thoughts on this particular mm-hmm. game. I like the characters, right? They they showed right. some stuff, you know, they were fighting the Flash in this trailer and they were really talking showing off the the i don't know the personalities of the characters personalities they showed off a lot of like the traversal for each of the characters and that's that's what i think looks fun each character really controls interestingly and i like that it looks like the mobility will be fun the actual combat kind of looks sluggish and i don't it doesn't look as impactful and swift as the mobility does Right. Now, it doesn't have, like, a solid release date yet. It just says 2022. I think they're shooting for holidays. I can't remember. But, like, for all we... They, that could be stuff they can, like, tune up and, like, tighten a bit to where it looks more smooth. It could it also runs. just be the fact that we were watching this during a live stream, and it could just be the fact yeah. that maybe this was, like, a 30 FPS trailer, something to that effect. Yeah, anything... anything thing you watch through a live stream is only always going to be at lower quality so sometimes i definitely recommend sometimes if you see a trailer in a live stream and you think it looks you know not the best or a bit sluggish i would wait to like find like a just normal video on youtube afterwards and then you'll get like a much better look at what it's the like the other thing with this is i hope this isn't the waller in game okay the amanda waller that they brought out like the actress that was playing her on stage was yeah. just like it was like a walmart brand nick fury <laughs> I, I was I, I can't remember if I messaged it. I was like, "This is just female Nick Fury, ain't it?" <laughs> uh, it was it was so weird. It was so weird. A lot of the acting stuff that they do is so weird during these events. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I'm not the biggest fan of like some of that stuff. <laughs> uh, next up, like we were talking about Star Wars Eclipse. This is going to be like what an RPG style game. Maybe. So the way it describes it is it's. A game with that has multiple playable characters and a branching story. So the way it's Hear making it's it's yeah. Quantum Dream, right? Isn't that Detroit Become Human? Yes, it is. I so <sighs> so. Does this mean is it going to be like a Detroit style Star Wars game? Multiple characters, <coughs> branching I, story paths. That does. I can see that. It's it's an interesting idea. It's not really what I want though from a star wars game yeah like i get like it can be done well don't get me wrong but this isn't what people are necessarily looking for i want a big open world star wars experience that's what i want we want basically what is it we want no man's sky but make it star wars (laughs) oh that'd be fantastic so i i'm excited to see what comes of this game but i i'm 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 uh i'm hesitant to get overhyped for it yeah I mean, it's still more likely a 
long ways away. It doesn't even have like a release year yet. So we'll, we'll, as time goes on, we'll learn more about it. We'll definitely see actual gameplay and stuff. And if it really is going to be like uh, Star Wars, Detroit's Become Human type of deal. But we just have to wait and see. <laughs> Indeed. The next one was one that I was not aware of at all. Wonder Woman is coming. Now, now this one, I now out of DC characters, Wonder Woman, I don't care a whole lot for. A Wonder Woman game, though, at first it didn't pique me, but then I saw it was being made by... Monolith. It's Monolith, the same people who made Middle-Earth Shadow of War. And if you have not played that game, one, I recommend you go play it, because it's basically Lord of the Rings, Arkham, yep. Knight, yep. City, The, the gameplay in it is very fun. The gameplay is very fun. The Nemesis system is the one, the biggest highlight out of that game that I always drew me back to it. So much so that I'm getting an itch to go back in and play it again. But to have them working on a Wonder Woman game, now I have much more uh, curiosity going into it. Yes, I, I seeing that that Monolith is behind it, I am keen. I'm excited regardless because I like superhero games. But right. I, I'm I'm very keen to see what comes of it. Uh, next was Alan Wake 2, which I have not played Alan Wake. I'm not surprised mm. that this announcement came since they had you know the remaster this year. Yeah, I was gonna say that kind of gets puts into perspective like why that remaster happened, and here's our answers because now they're finally coming out with a sequel, which is going. I don't know if the first game was this, but it's going to be a survival horror game, so it, it should deliver on the scares, and we'll see what this uh, Alan Wake Two sequel really comes up with. <laughs> uh, we saw more in Forspoken, which we saw at the PlayStation Five reveal. So yes! I mean, this game looks cool. I, I I don't know if it's a game for me. We'll see, but it it looks wanna... pretty cool. I want to be the avatar. <laughs> it does look like a fantasy avatar game. Like it, it's interesting. Very interesting. I mean, I I just love how it looks. All the powers look absolutely insane. It it's what I kind of expect of out of like a true fantasy game. Just all these like wild powers that just has you wondering, it's like how the hell does that work? Yeah, because it makes it look like you could just do absolutely anything, which I'm okay with. <laughs> Now, the next one on this list was one that was in the pre-show, which I did not watch, but I knew this was coming, and I'm excited for it as a big fan of Dead by Daylight. That is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Um, and I'm Yeah, that's all I can say is I'm excited. As yeah, a horror fan, I, as, like, I literally have my, Bob, well, my Funko Pop of Bubba from Texas Chainsaw Massacre sitting on my desk. Yeah, and it's made by the same people who made the Friday the 13th game, which if you haven't seen that game, it's... You, you know, De Dead by Daylight S, but there's a lot more, it's a much larger map, there's a lot yes. more, like, cooperation between players needed to basically survive, and playing as Jason just looks like a hell of a time, and I expect uh, no less from a chain Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. The only issue I foresee with this game, and it's the same thing that you had problems with in Friday the 13th, and this is why Dead by Daylight's so successful is that they give you the opportunity to play as multiple horror icons versus right. these games focus on one character and eventually that gameplay loop is going to get stale versus in Dead by Daylight or something like that, you can switch up which character you're playing, you can switch between, you know, obviously in this game you're likely going to be able to play either survivor or killer, but the, the gameplay loop and the builds and all that stuff changes based on the player's preferences versus in games like this you're stuck with the same thing over and over. Right. I feel like with, like, if you're going to do, like, a horror game based off of just one horror franchise, 
I think it needs to be like a single player like narrative game as if you're playing through the movie itself whether you're playing as like the killer or playing as a survivor trying to survive I feel like it needs to be something like that I agree because like Friday the 13th came out it was successful for about a month it was very popular for a month everybody wanted Jason Voorhees in Dead by Daylight he was not there because of all the legal bullshit that goes on with that particular franchise yeah. but people wanted to play that killer they played it for a month everybody was very excited and then you know it just kind of died slowly because you know eventually you're going to get tired of it yeah i was gonna say like you, the, sure they tried like freshen it up by adding like the different variations of J jason that all had their own unique ability and stuff but that that only does so much because in the end you're still just jason yep uh and that's next one from some and Go that's ahead, coming from ahead. someone who no i'm just gonna say and that's coming from someone whose like favorite slasher is jason from friday the 13th <laughs> mine's michael myers if they made a standalone michael myers game i would get pretty excited michael myers is the runner-up for me senua's saga hellblade 2 is the next game and we the whole time we were watching that we were like we're is this like, gameplay or is this a cinematic like we couldn't tell and then afterwards keely was like that was gameplay and it's un fucking real how the, good this game looks like good luck. basically picture it like this you, you know how like in the kingdom hearts games they'd have like those really like high quality cutscenes, like usually like in the beginning or end of the games thinking like kingdom mm -hmm. hearts one and two basically imagine that but that's how it looks when you play it is and that's essentially unbelievable what was. yeah it was absolutely insane if like this is gonna be something that definitely is a big selling point for people to get xboxes in the future yeah and it's going to take advantage of the new hardware that's the big thing is it's definitely going oh, to be obviously oh, xbox yeah. has their way of like you know the streaming to old consoles and all that stuff so you don't have to worry about upgrading but this on the next gen consoles is going to look absolutely unreal it's going to be maddening and not just even for like the looks but just like that whole setting them fighting or i guess like hunting whatever the fuck that giant monstrosity was and just like the stormy bleak setting ugh, it, it gave me like shivers but also excited me i was like oh i want to dive into that the next one is one that really excites me off of the recent you know entry into the halo universe and that's the halo tv yeah. show and i'm digging all of these you know games becoming tv shows like we have the witcher that has been a massive success so far. We've had yeah. Arcane that just released, and that is beyond good. I just finished it the other night. Fuck me, that's so good. I, I'm addicted yep. to it. Then the you Last have of Us. Last of Us coming, Last. yeah, exactly, on HBO, I believe. Yes. And now we have Halo. Like, I am very happy to see all of these games becoming other, you know, branching out and getting more people into these universes. Yeah, in my opinion, I feel like games being like having like tv adaptations as opposed to movie ones now don't get me wrong some video game franchises can have like a decent or good uh movie adaptation for but for the most part it's that they, they haven't go too well i'm I'm looking at you resident evil franchise i'm still burned on that <laughs> but um, well, well i guess like the the newer one is supposed to be much better though thank god <laughs> but a TV adaptation with some of like these games, like how long they've been around, how much story they have to offer, it it pays off much more to do like a TV adaptation for it because you have you're able to do stretch it out, do give so much more story with it as opposed to trying to squeeze a bunch of stuff into like a two hour time frame. Yeah. Uh, next up, 
Elden Ring showed us more stuff, and honestly, I was very disappointed by this. <laughs> I don't know about was, you, but it was just a cinematic, I and I was yeah, like, give was... us gameplay, you cowards. Like, what are we it, doing here? Yeah, I mean, to be... Like, it's kind of weird that now they're giving us, like, a lore cinematic trailer when we've already had, like, a bunch of, like, looks at gameplay already. It's like they kind of, like, did the order in reverse. It should have been some of this first and then showing off a bunch of, like, the gameplay and everything. The yes. gameplay looks great from what I've seen so far. And, but, like, to now do, like, a... Now, I did like the trailer, but it's, like, it does... I'm already hyped for Elden Ring, but this didn't, like, raise it. It didn't lower it. It just kind of, like, kept it at the same. Yeah. Um, next up was Breath of the Hedgehog, uh, Sonic Frontiers, (laughs) and at this point, like, we've had so many Breath of the Wild, I'm excited because I wanted an open world Sonic game, like, I think this is going to be fun, but it's very obvious what the inspiration for this game was, so. Yeah, I was say, like, when Breath of the Wild came out, it definitely, like, inspired a whole new trend of games in terms of, like, you know, Sonic like uh linear franchises like sonic and kirby because there's gonna be uh kirby breath of the wild coming yep. out too so it's just it's definitely a new style of game it's kind of like when people said like uh all these battle royale games were copying like PUBG or fortnite stuff like that mm-hmm. it, it's the same thing but i i'm all for it i'm all for like a new style of sonic game yeah we- sonic's formula has been getting stale so i'm looking forward to that stale and they just can't seem to find like it's like they can't seem to find sonic's identity again there's such like it has such a cult following it's such a beloved franchise but when it comes to the games they just can't seem to find their footing on what they want a sonic game to be yeah uh next was slitterhead the new horror game it was weird i thought it was going to be silent hill i was very disappointed it was not silent hill especially with how much they fucking referenced silent hill throughout this entire thing (laughs) and i'm convinced okay there was a whole segment i don't remember what the game award they were announcing was but it was hideo kojima at the start and then it was uh guillermo del toro at the end and then they he even said he was like, oh, I hope we get another one of those Silent Hill games. And I was like, there's no <laughs> shot that Kojima's not working on Silent Hill now. Yeah, he, he was missing. It was like, Silent Hill games are pretty good. I hope we get another one of those sometimes. Anyway. <laughs> like, you can't throw Kojima in front of that and then follow it up with, well, I hope we get another Silent Hill like we're getting Silent Hill from Kojima at this point. I'm convinced. Yeah. But Slitterhead yeah. looks weird. I don't really yeah. know if it's my style. It's hard to say, like, what kind of horror game is gonna be is it gonna be like an action horror game because i it looked like there was some little bit of action bits there like towards the end is it a survival horror i i don't know yeah but i'll i'll be keeping an eye on it i mean it seems interesting enough to at least keep an eye on it yeah uh Next up. lord of the rings Gollum, and this is a Who game i'm excited it? for i i honestly i'm excited for this i think it'll be fun like a stealth style game the problem i'm having with it the art style's weird Gollum looks weird okay Gollum looks like i think it's supposed to be like a Gollum backstory so maybe like a slightly younger Gollum, but it's still a very odd looking one when you're so used to the movie version yeah and the voice acting is not what i want like, it doesn't yeah. sound like Gollum and Schmeagol from the movies, which everybody knows. And they've done that in games before. Like, I, I, don't, I just think it's weird. And it's going to be like, very disorienting playing that game. Like, it's not hard to get Gollum's voice. It's precious. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's it didn't even sound 
rem- like if, if you it basically imitate stitch from lilo and stitch you have Gollum, right and <laughs> i i don't know why they went with a different route it's so weird it's gonna be it's gonna throw me off the entire time i play that game yeah Next uh, up. tiny Tina's wonderlands we've Got seen this before and i'm so excited for this game it's, it's just it looks so just because it's so different from the usual borderlands ryan with all like with the actual like magic powers and anything the only aspect of magic you've gotten so far is when you play as a siren in the borderlands games but this is just that to 11 i think it's just it's a great way for them to continue making borderlands games without it being the same thing over and over and over Right, I feel feel like it's gonna be like a really enjoyable breath of fresh air to the franchise. Just to change enough that like it feels fresh, but is the same, you know, like it's it's yeah. familiar but different. Exactly. Uh, Among Us VR, I thought this was hilarious. <laughs> like that's honestly, insane. that'd be kind of terrifying getting killed by the imposter in VR. But that's really <laughs> all I have to say on that subject. It, it was, I just loved the trailer because like I was just like looking at it and I I see the art style and I'm thinking that's like one of those like rick and morty style uh games or yeah. something like that and as soon as you turn around and you just see a fucking imposter just charging at you and you hear the buzzer and i'm just like oh my god they did it. <laughs> uh star trek resurgence i don't really have a lot to say about this i've never been a big star trek guy but it's it's like a telltale game style from what i can tell yeah now i i will say it's definitely a vast like different from like the usual cell shaded style that tell can't telltale games has done i mean it's not from telltale games but it's a studio made up of like people from telltale but still it looks very different visually but very nice but i've never been one to really dive into telltale style games now this next one actually looks really interesting it looks very pretty uh it's from the uh embark studios former dice and battlefield work uh developers and it's arc raiders and this looks weird but it looks cool and fun. Yeah, I know it. It looks like a, like a vast open world type thing. You go around like you have your like crew or everything like that, and you're just taking on these like waves of like I guess robots and stuff that are just like falling from the sky or so- something. It looks very interesting, and those encounters looked fun as hell. Yes, it, uh, it's it looks like it kind of reminds me if like uh. It looks like a modern monster hunter, except the monsters are machines. <laughs> it, yeah, I, I could definitely get those vibes. It just, I don't know. The movement looked fun. The gameplay looked, I mean, I'm excited to see what happens with it. I think it looks super cool. Uh, yeah. Next up, we got another trailer for Matrix Resurrections, but we also got like a, it's what I would describe as a tech demo for Unreal Engine 5. And it shows off the unbelievable graphics that you get from it. And it's free. You can go download it on Next Gen Systems. I played it, and fucking A, dude. It is unreal how good this game looks. Unreal Engine. Uh... <laughs> yeah, like, it was... It's crazy. It's crazy how good the graphics are. And then you... It's like a 20... 15-20-minute segment that you play, and then you can explore the whole world of New York that they built in the engine. It's very cool yeah is definitely get, definitely person's respect of all those like unreal engine uh projects people do of like oh here's mario and unreal engine here's pokemon and unreal engine well now here's what unreal engine can really look like on consoles uh next up rumbleverse from epic <laughs> it looks so dumb <laughs> it, 
it looks so but i've seen like gameplay it looks so dumb but at the same time it's like i i I'm, think i would enjoy it just because it's such a different battle royale game you know it's not a shooter or anything you're not picking up weapons or anything there are weapons you pick up they're just not guns and it, it plus it's wrestling i love wrestling so this would probably be something i'll pick up when it comes out <laughs> It's it just it just looks like wild wacky fun. Yes. Um I'm going to speed run through a couple of these here cuz I think a lot of these were from the pre-show. Uh we had the Expanse. I didn't yeah. watch the pre-show so I can't talk about it but it's a Telltale series. Tunic is coming on March 16th and that is like a Legend of Zelda clone that actually looks rather fun so I'm kind of looking forward to that. Uh Homeworld 3 could be on Game Pass too. Could be on Game Pass. I'm looking forward to that game. It looks interesting. Uh, Crossfire X was shown off. I'm not sure what to think about Crossfire X. Uh, it looked interesting. Yes. Uh, it just looked like another shooter, though, so I'm not too sure what to think of it. This one I want to stop and talk about because this one kind of excites me, and that is Nightingale. Excites you. Piss me off because it's on PC and I don't have one. I don't plan to play it on PC, but I'm hoping it'll eventually make the jump to consoles because it looks very interesting. It looks like a fantasy No Man's Sky where you go through these portals and there's all these different worlds that you can explore and it's like a survival crafting game. It looks very, very cool. Yeah, it looked very cool. I like the art style and visuals of it. Definitely a game like if, if it were coming to consoles, day one, I'd probably be picking it up straight away. Hmm. Yeah, uh, PUBG went free to play. Uh, we're finally getting Cuphead DLC after however many fucking years that's been. Right, like, like I get with COVID, like pushing stuff back, and you know how much time actually goes into anything Cuphead related. But goddamn, uh, June thirty of twenty twenty two. So finally, like next summer is when we'll be getting this DLC. Uh, we got the second trailer. Well, we got and the first then... trailer for Sonic Two. And I'm, I'm excited. excited. <laughs> yeah, that's all there is. I'm excited. <laughs> Jim Carrey, prior to that announcement, was entertaining as hell. He's such an interesting individual. <laughs> Don't put it in the grinder. <laughs> um, he, 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 he pretty, very much is. <laughs> thirsty suitors. Is thirsty suitors. <laughs> I don't know. It must have been in the pre-show. This had to have been a pre-game. Dune Spice Wars uh is also coming it's a new strategy Str game and that is it for the announcements actually is we finally got to the bottom of this list yeah and again i don't think there was as many big hitters as what keely was kind of hyping up prior to this thing it was de it definitely felt overhyped for the most part and i and i don't think we're like alone in saying that because i would see like some prediction videos people were like putting out some big predictions of what we could have seen yeah it was i don't know i i thought some of the announcements were cool but i just thought ultimately it was kind of a letdown yeah there wasn't like that one big announcement that really blew my mind now i get it it's the game awards so they don't typically ever want to go like super huge because they want people focusing more so on the rewards uh than the announcements but like i was still was kind of expecting like at least that one big reveal or something to really get me out of my seat yeah um my final thing to wrap up this episode all right uh give your final thoughts on the game awards this year and then what is your personal game of the year 
<clears throat> Ooh. So with the so my final thoughts on the game awards, like obviously like a lot of our picks didn't necessarily like win what we were expecting and we were definitely throwing some curveballs. But like when I really like look through each category and seeing like who won everything, I can and start to think about it, I can kind of, like, get the justification behind like, behind, like, some of these winners. Because, obviously, some of the ones that really, like, threw me off over course games that I've never played, so I can't really... I shouldn't be too surprised on that. And my personal game of the year, oh, boy. This is a hard one. Because now I think, it for me, it comes down between two games. And one of them I'm playing currently right now. <laughs> So for me, it's between like Deathloop and Guardians, because Deathloop is just such like a new, unique experience. The character performances and gameplay is absolutely fascinating. The music, uh, how it can go from like you know slow and like sort of stealthy to how it picks up as soon as like your cover's blown or anything mm -hmm. like that. Absolutely love that. But Guardians of the Galaxy is just such a well done, narrative driven experience. You really actually feel connected to each of the guardians and like the characters they run into, trying to like uh, talk your way through different situations just to see like what kind of outcomes you'll get. Mm -hmm. And the combat is actually very much enjoyable with you as Star Lord and commanding everyone and each everyone having their own un different abilities and really just causing a whole bunch of mayhem. My probably favorite part about the combat is. You can call like a huddle for everyone and you basically try to give everyone a pep talk and depending on how it goes, either everybody gets buffed or just you. <laughs> and and then some copyrighted music starts playing. And it's funny because it's not like super hype like fighting music. Like I just had a moment where like I did that and then fucking Rick Astley's never gonna give you up started playing <laughs> while I was fighting for my life. So like it's it's very charming. The comedy's there, you love the character, so for me, it's between those two. It, like, I could <clears throat> pick one, but I then I drift back towards the other side. Like, I can't choose, man. So for me, the Game Awards, I, I love the awards segments. That's what I like about it. And I, I appreciate the announcements. However, these things drag so long. It really drags because of the spacing between the big announcements. They have a lot of ads, and I understand you need those ads. You need that money to make this event happen. I get that, right? Yeah. But between the announcements, the the actual awards, and some of the awards that just kind of like they have acting bits involved in them, uh, the announcements with the acting bits, then the performances. Like I appreciate the performances. That's fine. But I don't, there needs to be something that kind of speeds this process up because ultimately, like by the end of it, I'm losing interest. By by the end of it, I'm I'm losing consciousness because good lord, I was starting to drift asleep towards the end of there. I was struggling. Yeah, it just they need to do something to streamline it a little bit. But ultimately, I I enjoy watching it every year. Every year we sit down and we fucking text back and forth the whole damn time while we're watching yeah. it but it, i don't know they just need to speed up this fucking process a little bit but they in terms either of... need to go ahead they either need to speed it up or like just make it like a little bit earlier in the day so that way i don't feel like i'm that up that all might help the night. that might help yeah but in terms of my personal game of the year it gets interesting okay mm -hmm. 
because I when Deathloop dropped, I was like, it's Deathloop. It's gonna be Deathloop 100%. It's fantastic. It's you know so unique. But then time went on, and I got Force of Five Horizon. Right. And that I will say with 100% certainty is my favorite game this year. That is my game of the year. It's so fun. It's a game that I'm still going back to and playing, even though I've beaten it. I'm playing it constantly, getting new cars, you know, exploring the map, just doing all the stuff that is built into the game. I love the soundtrack. I love the audio. I love the gameplay. It's fantastic. But my very, very close runner up, and I know it's not quite, it didn't make the cut for this year's Game of the Year awards, okay? And it, it's fucking Halo Infinite, dude. It's so good. It's Visually, it's beautiful. The delay was definitely worth it because it looks so good. The story's interesting. As someone who's never played Halo, I'm invested in it. You get the story. You get all the uh, side stuff that you can do, you know, collectibles and stuff like that. And then you got the multiplayer on top of it, which I am just freaking addicted to. I play so much Halo multiplayer. It's just... It's a fantastic package. I don't think it's as fun and awesome, and it's not going to hit as hard for everybody. Like, if you're a fan of Call of Duty, you might not like Halo as much because it's a very different style of shooter. But I think, for me, Forza just hit way harder in terms of being just that perfect combination of everything. Yeah, and I completely get that. Now, the one thing I wish, like, we could find out in this would be, like, if I had an Xbox already at hand, is, like... I wonder if our answers would change if we like played some of the games that were like like that we thought would be like game of the year uh, contending games, and if our answers were changed. Like, would my answer change if I played Forza, and would your answer change if you played games like like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy or Metroid Dread, yeah. anything like that? Yeah, it could it could have helped the cause. It could have changed and swayed us one direction or the other. But yeah. I think that's part of the fun of it is just like seeing everybody's different takes and like because like it takes two winning game of the year was kind of just like wow i didn't know that game was that well received yeah and that's mainly because like me and you we personally like haven't just haven't played that game yet so that's why part of the reason why it caught us so off guard (laughs) yep uh but that's gonna wrap it up for this week guys and thank you all for entering the chat with us like i said We are on podcast services and on YouTube, so make sure you go sub there. Leave your comments below on what your personal game of the year was, and we'll catch you in the next one. Peace.